Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everybody, and happy April 1st to you. April Fool's Day, Big J. Yeah. Head on a swivel today. Be careful out there. Like, yeah, throwing that with all the scams out there, boy, you got a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Do yourselves a favor. Uh, Don't trust anybody today. Stay off the internet. Nobody's getting married. Nobody's pregnant. Uh, Nobody's getting fired. That's the the April 1st standards right there off the top of your head. And uh, and I guess don't trust anything today. You never know. Uh, We have a series of pranks and punks all set up for you. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't don't do that kind of Can you imagine all the work that goes into that? So you've never been a part of, like, an April Fool's Day prank? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah. We used to do them all the time uh, on the other morning shows that I did, and the payoff was never as good as the amount of work that you put in. Oh, God, never. Except for one. We did one that was absolutely amazing, and, uh, I, and it. I, I was incredibly proud of it, and it was a lot of work that went into it, but it was, it was very cool. Only because it didn't involve, like legitimately hurting anybody or or anybody thinking anything awful was happening kind of a thing and so that's why there's some pride attached to it but it's it would be in the world that we live in today it'd be very difficult to replicate because any prank is very easy to see if it's actually happening or not it just requires the smallest amount of effort on the person being pranked to think about okay how why what but the point is, yeah, no, we uh, we decided long ago that there are plenty of other terrible morning shows out there doing that kind of stuff. Why don't we, for once in this show's history, Big J, take the high road? I think we take the high road a lot, but... And not do an April Fool's Day prank. And so far, it's worked out for us. <laughs> it really has. Yeah. Uh, I, I It was funny, though. I, I was thinking about this because I had a friend that was traveling a couple years ago on April Fool's Day. And I was like, are people like, you know jerks in other countries like they are here about this stuff and he was in Paris and he was sending me like these pictures apparently like you know how you used to put like kick me signs on people's backs yeah so in France on April Fool's Day the goal is to like try to put like paper in the shape of fish I don't know why like on people's backs it's called tagging them and the idea is to try to get as many papers on their backs without them knowing it throughout the day and so they would randomly take pictures of people with, like, 15 pieces of paper on their back for April Fool's Day. That's how they celebrated there. And that's something maybe I can get behind before I get behind how much can I F up your life by pranking you. But, yeah. hey, listen, uh, that ain't going to get anybody views on TikTok. You understand what I'm telling you? Right. And that, quite frankly, that is our currency these days. So it's all that matters. Today on the show, we have a chance for you to go to Shinedown tomorrow a couple times over. Big J's got a story for you and more fun and excitement over the course of the show. But let's play some music. Pearl Jam kicking things off here on The Morning After on the X-Rocks. Important stuff. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, seeing a game at Albertson Stadium is about to be a little bit more user-friendly. As the largest video board in the Mountain West Conference is coming to Albertson Stadium. That according to an announcement by the university yesterday. Uh, Metaluca, the health products manufacturer based in Idaho Falls, has donated $4.5 million to the Broncos athletic program so that the project could happen. According to the announcement, the donation is the largest one-time facility gift in the history of Boise State. The new video board above the south end zone will have a huge upgrade for the fans' experience at Albertsons. It's slated to be 120 feet wide and 50 feet tall. Grand total, 6,000 square feet. Big J. Damn. Uh, It will be the largest video board in the Mountain West by about 1,800 square feet. So you're going to have a little bit more viewage. Now, there's no timetable on when this will be done. 
And they got to take bids and all that kind of stuff first. But you're getting a new one. How does it feel? Great. Will you go I and mean, enjoy? Maybe, but uh, congratulations. I mean, that's the kind of stuff they need. Yeah, to upgrade the program, right? Yeah. The Athletic reported yesterday that Manu Ginobili, Tim Hardaway, and Swim Cash... And George Carl and Bob Huggins are going to be nominated into the Basketball Hall of Fame for this class. The report came ahead of the formal announcement uh, expected Saturday, the 16-member class. But we now know the big names that are going in. Anybody you have issue with? <laughs> no. Can you tell me no. where Bob Huggins is the head coach? I know. I, I, I've heard the name, though. Uh, probably made his big name in Cincinnati, but has been at West Virginia for the last couple of years. Uh, George Carl, of course, led those uh, Seattle Supersonics teams in the 90s. Uh, went on to be the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks as well as the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and I don't, yeah, I don't think he's got a championship, but certainly went to the playoffs a whole hell of a lot. So there's that. Big J, the Bruce Willis Love Tour has begun, and the first on the train were the Razzie Awards, believe it or not. Uh, they have decided to take back the Razzie Award that Bruce Willis won this year and last year because they created a special category for all the terrible movies he was making and now they feel bad about it yeah and so they had decided to take back the fun that they have made of bruce willis over the last couple of years and so uh that's what they're deciding to do to pay tribute to the man uh seems like it's i don't know man there's something about it that seems weird to me and uh and also like uh, a little bit below the belt i don't know I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those deals where I'm not sure why you had to make an announcement that you're going to stop giving away Bruce Willis awards and sorry that you did all that kind of stuff, I guess. But I'm not sure people were ready to jump on board the Razzie train of making fun of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Of like going, hey, Razzies, what are you doing? I don't think anybody was doing that. But uh, listen, they decided to get ahead of it. And that's the decision they made. And so you will no longer have Bruce Willis awards at the Razzie Awards. And he is no longer officially a victor of Razzie Awards. So there's that. Jeez. I know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Red Hot Chili Peppers soul to squeeze here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Figured now would be a good time to give you guys a little bit of a heads up because something very nice, very cool, and very beneficial to you is returning on Monday here on the Morning After. That is a little something called the X Double Dare, Big J. Double and Dare. It's going to be running for a ridiculous amount of time. We want you to win some money by listening to the radio station, and so we are going to give you three chances to do so. We're going to play Double Dare every single weekday, 7.30, 12.30, and 5.30, uh, with ourselves, Jason Drew, and Adam, your chance to win up to $200. And if you had to explain how the Double Dare worked, Big J, how would you do it? Uh, let's see, you, you get the opportunity to uh, win some money, answer a question that's probably relatively easy, and then you risk losing that amount of money that you just won in order to win more money with a more difficult question. Yeah, it's double or nothing style, uh, up to $200. So you start with a $50 question, you get that right, you can take that $50 and walk away, and that money is yours, or you can put that $50 on the line and try to go for $100 with a more difficult question, and then if you get that right... You could walk away with 100 bucks, or you could go double or nothing for $200. So there's a chance for you to win money three different times, but of course there's a chance for you to lose that money as well. And uh, each day you're going to get a new category, and the questions are going to revolve uh, relatively loosely, if we're being honest, around that particular category. And if you can get all three right, then you walk away with $200, which isn't bad. So up to $200 three times a day is how it's going to work, and it's going to begin on Monday. And I've been preparing the questions, and uh, I'm ready to go. Let's How's that going? Oh, it's going fine. I mean, for the most part, it, it's, it's a trying process. But what I've done is I've decided to, like, you know, give myself a minimum amount of questions to produce per day so I'm not, like, burnt down on them. And trying to because when I started this early on a couple of weeks ago, I was doing too many at once, and I was just like, man, it's I don't know how I'm going to come up with categories. But when you only assign yourself a couple a day, it makes it a little bit more easy, which is a nice thing. So it's going okay. You're definitely going to be ready for Monday, and it's going to happen all week long, beginning on Monday here money. on the morning after. Yes, show me the money, cash money records. So it's your opportunity to win some cash. So prepare yourselves accordingly so that you can win some cash over the course of the next several weeks here 
on the morning after and wait. the X in general. Should be. I yeah. can't wait to win some. Uh, you will not be winning any what? money. You'll be the one asking the questions. So, oh. uh, yeah, that's your that's your role that you play in this whole thing. The money part, mm. not so much. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We'll get a story from Big J. That's happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Nirvana on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Gather around, kids. It's time for one of the patented stories from Big J. I'm ready. Yeah, you know, the world is is a small place sometimes, and, uh, you know, even smaller here in in Boise. But this is a story, Nick, of the time I decided to put my chips all in on this career here in radio. Okay? I'm ready. So, uh, going way back in uh, the year 2000, the year 2000... Um, I was uh, working uh, here, not working here. I was pretty much volunteering for the most part uh, with the Bill and Doug show, the morning show here. And uh, they had they had some fun ideas. And one of them was uh, I was uh, the well, there's several names, the ticket pony, mm-hmm. the ticket fairy, right. the ticket appliance. Either way, I was the ticket guy. I would, they would send me out. It was a lot of email contesting. Right. So they would get emails and do this contest and decide on a winner. And I would take those tickets and I would deliver th- th- to them personally to the people who won them they had no idea i was coming okay allegedly probably they probably had a heads up but either way you know uh and i didn't know what was going on really with any of that uh, i just do what they would tell me to and then when i would get to the location i would call them and we'd do a bit on the phone we'd do this live you know right there on the cell phone and uh i, I went and knocked on this dude's uh door and uh, he opened it up and uh, i gave him tickets and then got to meet him and he was he was a swell guy a nice guy uh little did i know in a couple years i would be living at that house that i was knocking on the door of <laughs> and that guy would be one of my best friends uh he was uh, a guitarist in a band called midline his name is scott and uh a friend was hooking another friend up with tickets using me to do so apparently um but either way you know i met him and i didn't even realize this but i'd also met the drummer of that band because uh, he worked at hertz rent a car i worked at avis rent a car at the time i uh, didn't know he was in the band but i knew he was a pretty nice guy and so uh, I was real uh, young. I didn't know a lot of the stuff that was going on in the world as far as music. I was there more of a personality-driven type of situation. That's how I ended up working with Bill and Doug. And uh, they had introduced me to this world of radio. So fast forward, that was in the fall to the summer of that year. And it was the Boise Music, uh, the, I'm sorry, the Boise River Festival. And, you know, music was a huge part of that festival. And the uh, the radio station was sponsoring one of the, one of the stages there. And so, you know, we were doing announcements and, um, you know, introductions there that, that whole day. And uh, we had a lot of live broadcasts going on. And so I was, uh, you know, just helping out, doing what I could there. But at the same time, you know, I'm doing this. I'm going to college, going to Boise State. I'm working full time in Avis Rent-A-Car. And I'm doing uh, the, this radio thing. And so this weekend was just full of all kinds of stuff going on and ended up out there at the at the River Festival. And, uh, you know, the, the guys, this was the stage was over by Bogies there in downtown where the old Bogies used to be. And it was just a lot of fun that was going on. But uh, the Bill and Doug guys, hey, come up on stage with us and um, help introduce some of these bands. And mm-hmm. so the first band that I got to help introduce was Midline. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It's like, oh, hey, I recognize that guy. He's the drummer, you know. And, and so, hey, I gave that guy tickets, you know. And I got to meet Anthony and Stymie. Uh, those are the, all the guys in the band at the time. And uh, we had a great time, you know. And it just, it was one of those things like, man, this is cool. This is this is really cool. This what What's going on here? And I got to meet some really cool people. And like I said, little did I know in a couple years, those guys would be like my brothers. And, uh, you know, I ended up living with them. It was just a, a crazy, crazy situation. And so that weekend was full of a lot of opportunities to get to see what uh, life can be like doing you know this kind of thing for a living and then a couple days after that you have uh, the up and smoke tour that came through and I, I think I've talked about this that party that happened and all of these things all happening in a short amount of time I was like listen this is something I want to do for the rest of my life this is this is it and I'm like uh, I can't I, you know there were opportunities that were coming up that I would have to turn down because I was working full-time I was going to college and I'm like listen a college not doing me any good. I'm learning more here with what I'm doing, and I'm not paying for it. And I'm like, it's a waste of time. I quit. And and then I'm like, man, I really, yeah, yeah I just can't. I have to be available 100% of the time to do this radio thing. I just have to, even though there weren't that opportunities and for sure wasn't the pay available at the time. I'm like, I need to make myself available. If I don't do that, I'm going to miss these opportunities. So I quit my job. Uh, I'm sure my parents and my sister <laughs> they were not 
happy with what I was planning on doing. Of course, were you still living at home at this time? Uh, or were you? Yeah, no, I was living. I was living at home still. But uh, you know, it was it was a weird situation. But I I, I managed, and and so uh, that's when I decided. You know what? It was it's it's either this or that, and I decided to do this. And it was just one of those things where you you had to make that sacrifice. But I was like, this is all the awesome things that it was cool about this job. And that's when I decided. You know what? I'm gonna make this uh, what I want to do. And then not that long after, uh, the folks here uh, at the station were like, "Hey, we'd like you to do some more work around here." And uh, you know, I got I got hired. Not not getting a lot of hours, but it was a start. And uh, it was just weird how uh, that was just a small circle of people, and it all comes around. And those guys are still my brothers. I do anything for them. I don't get to see them as much as I used to, but it was a crazy weekend uh, one summer in the year 2000. Do you ever think like what uh, like sliding door situation where your life would be had you not gone down that path and decided to quit everything that you were doing? I, I really, I don't want like to. where you would be I, right now? I don't want to because I don't know if it would have been great. I mean, I was struggling a little bit um, just, you know, coming out of, of um, before I started taking uh, – classes at BSU, I had worked at a, at a place here and did a, um, you know, a regular job, I guess you want to call it, working in a um, uh, call center. And it was the lowest point I can, I mean, I was super depressed and didn't realize how depressed I was because I was having all kinds of uh, work issues. I couldn't go to work. I was sick all the time. And looking back now, I know I was having a nervous breakdown didn't realize that and I just didn't know uh, what I was going to do with myself so who knows it could have been a very bad very bad thing yeah I mean uh, it, it is uh, it is sometimes nice to reflect on the ways that got you to where you are and uh, the sacrifices that you had to make to be there uh, it doesn't sound like there's any regrets no 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 there you go can't imagine it, man. Uh, then, exactly. Then it's sometimes it's right where you need to be. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Your important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Got some bad news if you're planning on getting hammered this weekend. A new large study uh, done by MIT, Massachusetts General Hospital, and Harvard University finds that alcohol intake at all levels is linked with a higher risk of cardiovascular disease. Make up your minds, people. Well, they say that the uh, the studies that have been coming out for years that suggested that consuming small amounts of alcohol may provide hearth-related health benefits actually needs to be attributed to your healthy lifestyle factors that are going into the people in the exam. What they did was they took in their background, their lifestyle, their living kind of, I guess, habits into factoring, and they're like, well, listen... You're, here's here's what you're not going to be shocked. And all those previous studies that said, you know, a glass of wine a day is good for you. All the people that had positive results already led a pretty healthy lifestyle. Those are the people that worked out five days a week that ended up, you know, doing good things with their body, had a decent diet, weren't ridiculously obese, that kind of stuff. But when you remove those factors from things and you just look at the average everyday American, which doesn't seem to do a lot of those healthy choices, that's where drinking gets bad and it doesn't matter how much you drink one glass or 15 you're not doing your heart any good so just so you know it's not as great as you thought but then again i really believe that even though we we, you've heard that saying like uh, one glass of wine a day is great for you that's like it never stopped there do you know what i'm telling you that was just if somebody referenced that it was their excuse as to why they drink every day oh it's good for my heart Uh, i just only have the one glass of wine for my heart yeah, okay, buddy. Congratulations to Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis. He became the franchise's all-time leading scorer last night. He hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to force an overtime game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets, and that was enough to move him past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Of course, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is still the NBA's leading scorer of all time, but he scored about 14,211 of his career points with the Milwaukee Bucks. And Giannis has played all nine of his seasons with Milwaukee, now has 14,216 points. Who did it faster? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, listen. Was Kareem with the Bucks that long? No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> I thought he was only there a couple years. And not a couple years. I mean, it was about four or five before he moved on to L.A. Before five? 
years and he got 14,000 points? Well, listen, man, Kareem Damn. was averaging like, you know, 37 a game back then. Yeah, recency mm-hmm. bias, though. We forget how good some of those dudes were. Well, we also forget how, you know, the NBA was an inside game for decades. And that's how you scored those points. And Kareem and guys like Julius Irving and all sorts of stuff were throwing up a bunch of shots from pretty easily attainable ranges for them and nobody could stop them because there weren't a whole hell of a lot of seven foot guys in the NBA at that point. And so the Kareem could, could do whatever he wanted for a very long time. He was a hell of a basketball player. You're right. And uh, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs scored his NHL leading 50th goal of the season last night in the team's 7-3 win over Winnipeg. Uh, Matthews scored his 50th goal into an empty net with 2.06 left. That moves him past uh, Leon Dristrati for the Oilers into the league lead. Uh, he became the first Maple Leafs player with 50 goals in the season since somebody did it back in the 93-94 season. So it's been a while. Good news for you, Big J, and probably not surprising either. CBS made the announcements they're renewing all of their NCS shows, NCIS shows, for yet another season. Surprising, I don't think a whole lot of people. That seems to be a cornerstone of their particular network. But uh, NCIS, NCIS Los Angeles, and NCIS Hawaii aren't going anywhere. They're all coming back for another season. All three are on your watch list, yes? No, I don't watch uh, Los Angeles. Oh, how come? I don't know. I just never. It was so different from NCIS, the original, and it was on a different night, so we just never got into it. Maybe, maybe down the road we'll go back and watch them. But who's in that one? Chris O'Donnell and um, LL Cool J. Gotcha. So the big stars. But you watched the Hawaii one. Yeah. Is it because it's on the same night as the regular NCIS? Yeah, and it's a little bit on the same kind of level. Um, the NCIS Los Angeles, different kind of stories and stuff and such. Gotcha. So, so uh, they're all coming back. So set those DVRs as you were. Rocks. Headed to Dublin, Ireland for today's We're Going to Hell story. Oh, man. Maybe at some point Big J will bring out the Irish accent in the ah, story. That's it. That's all you get. What was that even? It was a sigh, but <laughs> Irish. Uh, and we're going to a construction site there in Dublin. Uh, I have worked at construction sites before, but never like, you know, building kind of high-rises or buildings. And if you've ever been one, you know that there's lots of different jobs that people can do. And one of them is a crane operator, Big J, right? Yeah. Somebody that's responsible for bringing materials up and down to higher highs and lower lows. And uh, it's a very important job, one that somebody has to be skilled in that particular world to do. But apparently it has its limitations. Uh, I.e., no place to go to the bathroom, Big J. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, you got to bring with you some uh, implements, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what would that be, I guess? I'm going to start Probably there. a big two-liter bottle. All right. What if you have to go number two? Same bottle. No, no. Wait, wait, huh? Force it in there. Force it in there. <laughs> 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 it's got to be inventive, you know? Yeah, I guess. Uh, or you could do what the gentleman that's the star of our story did, which is go viral, but then get fired from his job. No! Because he was the crane operator in this building, construction building in Dublin, and he had to go to the bathroom. And he would do so, I guess, inside, like, essentially like a grocery store pay- plastic bag. You understand? Oh, man. So he Oof. would just kind of pop a squat over that and then tie it up. And then what was happening was, as the day would go on and he would go to the bathroom, he would tie up the bag and then throw it out the crane and it would <laughs> fall on the ground. And the coworkers were like, dude, you're gross. What are you doing? <laughs> and so they started taking Knock footage of him throwing his own fecal matter outside of the crane. And then, of course, the, the, the side note to that is it would hit the ground and then splat everywhere. And so they're like, what is this? Is this guy, like, mentally okay? Is he aiming for us? And so after a couple of times of this happening, they took the footage of the boss. Like, this guy just keeps crapping in bags and then throwing out the crane and landing it on the ground. And then he's laughing about it. I mean, I think there's something wrong with him. And sure enough, uh, after the footage finally went viral a little bit, uh, the police, the, not the police, but the, uh, the people in charge of the actual construction event over there decided, you know what? Let's let this guy go. And they found out that, in fact, PJ, he was not an employee of the actual construction site. Uh, he was a subcontractor that was there a couple of days, but now he's on the band list, Big J. He will no longer be allowed on the construction site or any construction site for this particular company because apparently it's uncouth 
to poop in a plastic bag and then throw it out your crane and let it watch watch it land on the ground and then cackle at it. Uh, apparently, that's something that is frowned upon on a construction site, so it's good to know. Yeah, he might have some problems. Yeah. I mean, if he would have went with your two-liter plan, this would have been a much, much easier cleanup. I thought this guy was a professional. Well, I mean, he clearly has some understanding of the equipment, and, he, you know, he wasn't, like, terrible at his job. He was just doing weird, insane things while he was doing his job well. And I guess you have to weigh the pros and cons of, like, okay, listen, he's a really good crane operator. Do we keep him around, or do we just say, you know what, it's not okay for you to be throwing your poop around like it's some sort of crazy zoo enclosure? Yeah, you hope that someday you're that good at your job that you can do something really asinine and get keep your job. <laughs> like a pro athlete. Right, right. That gets away with something that's incredibly insane and probably illegal, and they still want to keep you on and pretend nothing happened. Because yes. you have that kind of talent. That's that's when, you, that's when you've reached God mode, yeah. and I don't think I'll ever get there. And you know what? I've never pushed that boundary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's probably a smart play. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. STP here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Completely hypothetical question, Big J. But let's say you are having an existential crisis, right? Oh, all the time. Some things are not going as planned or you have, you're facing an issue, a problem, and you need some advice. Who do you turn to in your life for that high-quality life advice. The Lord. Uh, and how goes that so far? Not very well. No? <laughs> Doesn't answer in the kind of ways you'd like. Oh, no. Get a search uh, deep. So you you basically self-reflect and worry about these things yourself? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, self It depends on the situation, I guess. But uh, listen, if I've gotten some real problems, I'm going to probably talk to my wife about it. Uh, there you go. What if uh, it's a question about relationship stuff? Is there somebody that you turn to in your life for that? Yeah, you. Uh, no, you don't. You absolutely 100% do not. <laughs> but I appreciate the vote of confidence. Uh, but if there is something going on in your life that you've got issues, there is a certain thing that you need to avoid, and that is asking your friends for help. Uh, if you ask your friends, specifically a very good friend, for advice on the situation, uh, odds are you're not going to get the kind of advice that's actually going to help you through that. It is a brand new survey that showed out that you, you end up regretting the advice that you get from your friends later on. Uh, not that you hate your friends for it or anything, but the problem is they love you. They, they want you to do well and want you to be in the best situation possible. So when you tell them about a situation or a crossroads that you're in or a argument that you're having or a situation that you find yourself in, odds are your friends are going to tell you, I, something you want to hear. Or, uh, you know, the other part of it is something that maybe you th they think you want to hear. Right. So that they, you come yeah. out looking good. Yeah. And so it, it becomes that your friends are great when you need that ego boost and that confidence maybe going forward. But when it comes to actual advice on how to get out of a real problematic situation or a situation that maybe you're actually in the wrong in, you're going to come out of that situation thinking you did the right thing, and that maybe is not always the case. Yeah, I think you need some new friends. Uh, also found out that friends mostly have an opportunity to uh, project their expectations and problems onto you, and you find yourself in an ultimately uh, entirely different situation uh, because it's your relationship and not theirs, and so all sorts of other problems go along with that. So, therapists say that if you're going to talk to your friends about your problems, then you need to determine what standards and boundaries you're looking for in that particular relationship and share them with your friends so that they can hold you accountable and actually give you beneficial advice. Because most times they're just going to tell you what you want to hear or they think you want to hear. And sometimes that's a good thing, but other times that's not really going to help you get out of whatever jam that you're in. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Uh, and that is something that you learn when you go to therapy, too. Is that, you know, having somebody that is not actually involved or has a horse in the race, if you will, in figuring out problems, has no problem telling you that you did the wrong thing there, or that that's something that you need to work on, is not the kind of advice that you're always going to get from your friends or your best friends in any kind of scenario. So it's hard, because not everybody has that person they can talk to, and sometimes that best friend is that person. But reminder that, hey, listen, man, they just want to see you happy. 
And a lot of times they're going to take the path of least resistance to that happiness. Well, they're cowards. <laughs> and that may not be... You tell me the truth. ...telling you that you've done something Lord wrong. Lord knows I'll tell them the truth. Yeah, but you don't want to hear you did something wrong. You wouldn't know after that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your therapy update, and it's free. It's the news. Important stuff. On Morning After with Nick and Big J. Our country has a crisis, Big J. And I need you to figure it out. Oh, no. It's a coin crisis. Coins are in very short supply, and currently circulation is a problem because... Well, Americans kind of stopped using them, really. And retailers and places like laundromats and other businesses that rely on coins want some help changing that. There is a group of trade associations that represent businesses, including retailers, truck stops, grocery stores, and more, that are lobbying the Treasury Department for more insistence in getting Americans to use coins more to help get them back in circulation. Now, uh, the pandemic kind of kicked this things off because, you know, people didn't want money changing hands too much. So everything kind of turned to a credit card based kind of purchase system. And so people stopped using cash and coins to purchase things that led to a coin shortage, really, at least when it came to coins in circulation. And because of that, the Federal Reserve then restricted coin orders by financial institutions back in July of 2020. And then tried to put together a task force to be like, hey, listen, should we really still use coins? And no word on what's going on. But now when you got lobbyists involved, Big J, that means they're starting to grease the wheel a little bit. And that may mean that we're going to go move towards a pro-coin movement again. Which seems like we're going backwards in time, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, listen, I understand that there is a need still for cash and coins because... This is going to have a big impact on people that don't have bank accounts, and there are people out there that don't. And so they rely on using cash for transactions, and I still say that's fine. I guess I'm wondering why coins have to be a part of that. Use cash all you want. How about we all round down, everybody? And everything, instead of it being $10.13 for something, it's $10. And we all can agree on that. And that way we eliminate coins and their waste of space that they are. Well, part of the problem, though, that you get into is different states, different taxes, etc. Right. Round everything down. Yeah. Round it all down. Call it the big cash round down, where the country saves a lot of money for a little bit of time, and then we just get rid of coins altogether. And we don't need it anymore, because I understand your laundromat runs on coins. I get it. You have a coin machine that generates revenue for all that kind of stuff. But those... You know, things that take coins now can also take cash and cards. And so you can work on that. I just don't know why we're trying harder to get coins back in circulation. It seems like it's a waste of energy. But uh, listen, there's money to be made, Big J. And anytime there's money to be made, people will figure out how to do that. Yep. Bobby Wagner is headed to the Rams. Speaking of people making money, he, of course, got cut by the Seattle Seahawks after spending his whole career there. He has decided, you know what? I'm going to play football where I grew up in L.A. and then also stick it to the team that cut me without telling me uh, and play them twice a year, every single year. Five-year, $50 million contract to play linebacker for the Rams. He is headed back to the NFC West. The Athletic reported yesterday that Manu Ginobili, Tim Hardaway, Swin Cash, George Carl, and Bob Huggins are among the Hall of Famers headed into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. The formal announcement is coming up Saturday. It will be a 16-member class, and we'll see everybody else that's involved in the Hall of Fame soon. And uh, just because they want to switch things up, no reason is given, but just know that Obi-Wan is not coming out when they originally said it's going to. Uh, the uh, the series by Disney Plus is going to come out on Friday, May 27th. That's two days later than they originally said. The streamer announced that yesterday. But you will get two episodes on that Friday instead of the one episode on the Wednesday you were supposed to get it. Why they're doing this, I don't know. You may read into it a little bit deeper and see if they're messing with other streamers because this also is the release date for the new season of Stranger Things on Netflix, and they may be wanting to F with Netflix's kind of stranglehold on streaming stuff when that happens, or they want to see maybe how interested people are in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and this is a good test to see how their numbers do against Netflix's. Who knows? But no matter what, subsequent episodes will still come out Wednesdays as originally planned. They're just messing with the the, uh, the premiere date. Yeah, literally, this happened right after I did Ewan McGregor. 
yeah. yesterday. Yeah. It was very upsetting. Uh, no real reason given, but my guess is they want to screw around with Netflix. This seems like it's something to kind of see how the algorithm is I going. I still say this is a huge... Why don't they put it out on May 4th? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. wouldn't that make sense? It of course makes sense. But again, I, I, now, I mean, now that they're moving stuff around, it feels like this is all strategic to try to, you so know, claim up marketplace share and all that kind chess. of stuff. Chess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. They're playing chess. But I don't, again, the, but the weird thing is, like, <laughs> once again, we only know what Disney Plus and Netflix say are hits. Do you know what I'm saying? We don't really know how many people are watching. We just know what they're reporting. Well, I and mean, so they can tell us anything is a huge, gigantic hit. Like, we, you know, the number nine movie on Netflix may be the top ten movie, but it could only be having, I don't know, 15,000 people watching. Yeah, you know? but you can get a good sense of when this stuff is hot, it's hot. I mean, it's because it's all over social media. Your friends are watching it. Hey, did you watch this? You know when something's, you know... On the move. No, I agree. I, I Listen, I, both these things are very popular. There's no doubt. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how much can you tell you're messing with the other guys if the other guys are the ones telling you the numbers? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They could be fudging those from the word go anyway. And so you wouldn't really know what kind of impact you're having. You would just know how it's impacting your own numbers and, even, and then just lie to us about those anyway. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we have some Shinedown tickets for you here. That show happening Saturday. That's tomorrow at Extra Mile Elite Arena, man. It's going to be great. Diamante opening up. Of course, you've seen her at a free X show. Uh, you've got uh, the Pretty Reckless. They're going to be awesome, ready to go out on tour now. I mean, this is going to be the second date on this tour, so mm -hmm. they're going to be fired up. And then, of course, Shinedown. We talked to Brent last week. Uh, they are excited to be here, and uh, we're going to get you tickets right now if you can beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. Yeah. Yes, and these are very good seats, by the way. But the catch is you do have to swing by before 4 o'clock today and pick these up. So if that falls in your schedule, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. You must also defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. And we're starting with some April Fool's Day Pop Culture Smackdown. Hello, The X. The hell is that Hello. Hi, what's your name, please? Ronnie. Ronnie, you're up first. Ronnie, a couple of years ago, what fake innovation did Google prank users with on April Fool's Day? Was it called Google 3D, Google Knows for Sense, or the Google Dodgers baseball team? Which one is an actual April Fool's Day prank by Google on us? Um, the Google 3D. Google 3D? Good guess. Wrong. Incorrect. I'm sorry. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, a couple years ago, what fake innovation did Google prank us with on April Fool's Day? Was it called Google 3D, Google Knows, where you could smell stuff on the internet, or the Google Dodgers baseball team? Uh, say those again. Google 3D, Google Knows for Sense, or the Google Dodgers baseball team? I'm going to go Google Knows for Sense. Right. That is correct. Big J. Uh, three years ago, what did Burger King prank people into think it was introducing nationwide? A left-handed Whopper, an all-vegetarian version of the restaurant, or a new place called the Burger Queen? Let's go with the all-vegetarian restaurant. Wrong. No. The Burger Queen. Wrong. No. Oh, the other one. It made such an impact, he couldn't even remember. The left-handed Whopper. Right. They introduced online goofily a couple years ago, and people fell for it it's because joke. <laughs> it was April Fool's <laughs> Day. <laughs> That's all it takes, my man. You're good to go for Shinedown and Pretty Reckless on uh, tomorrow. Hang on one second, dude. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good to go. Up next, we're talking Lounge at the End of the Universe. It's on the way on the x Rock. <laughs> And it's Green Day. Welcome to Paradise here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is another big weekend at the lounge at the end of the universe. There's always something going on, and they're not messing around this weekend. Not that they do every weekend, but uh, Jan Adams is here in studio to talk about things. Good morning, Jan. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm I'm a, I'm getting reacclimated to what it's like to live a normal life. I was just <laughs> in New York for like eight days, and uh, everything happens a lot faster there, a lot louder, and a little bit more rudely. So Nice. Uh, so I got back to my roots. Uh, I screamed. <laughs> at somebody uh, in the Starbucks parking lot this morning and then realized, actually, no, it is me. That's you, You're actually not really, it's not that bad. But I was like, what? I just lost my mind. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm just trying to like... 
Breathe. Nice. Calm down. Calm. So, okay. Yes. Yes. I am very happy to be back because while I am from there, I don't want to be there anymore. No, it's not a so, good wow. place to be. No, no. The place to be is here. Uh, everybody here is nicer. You guys move at a, n- a nicer pace. Us guys. I've been here 15 years. I, I'm, I'm, I'm an Idahoan now. Kind You're of. Native. That's right. I, I, birthed, I birthed someone here, so by proxy, I, I now am <laughs> yes. from here because she's from here. Good enough for me. And we, uh, yeah, Oops. there you go. No, no, uh, the place to be is uh, the lounge this weekend. Um, very exciting. Uh, uh, as we're start, sort of building and growing, especially with our comedy club, um, we are filming our very first comedy special there, and uh, and we are doing it with uh, somebody who's been doing comedy here in the Treasure Valley for a really long time, and he's so talented. Uh, one of the funniest comics I've ever seen, uh, and I've heard his jokes, and I still laugh at them because they're amazing. And that's the sign of a good comic. Like you can hear the same joke. Like that's how you know it's a good comic because you like you know the joke and you still laugh. Um, so we're excited to be able to film his special, uh, and it's going on some streaming networks. So we're, we're in talks Ooh. with people right now. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a, a, a local talent that you guys are gonna be able to see. Uh, on, I'm not allowed to say where yet because. The, <laughs> Some of those paperwork uh, issues haven't been solved yet. So, sure. but uh, but but it's super exciting. So it's a uh, Moon Deck Clementine, uh, and he brought his friend uh, Brad Gulby in from Vegas, who is also extremely funny, uh, and they they work well together. So uh, so he's going to be featuring for him for the week, and then we have some uh, some after party stuff. So tonight uh, is Moon Deck show followed by Ula Vamps and the Midnight Scamps. So that's Ooh. like a cabaret burlesque uh, jazz group, um, and then tomorrow we're filming again for Moon Deck because you know you got to you got to film a couple of times uh, to get to get all the footage that you need and then after that we're doing our stand-up strip down show which i will let uh sarah talk about because that's her baby and then you guys can talk to to moon deck and brad beautiful thank you jen and sarah it's good to see you again thank you very much for coming in we talked a little bit about this last week but now it's crunch time as the show is back tomorrow uh do nerves set in at all for something like this or not Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, just most, sure. most definitely. Most. I'm pretty sure. Like I, I put a trench in the concrete the last show just from pacing back and forth. Uh, but I mean, who isn't gonna get nervous before you start taking your clothes off on stage uh, while hoping people laugh at you? So <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the the message behind the show is incredibly important. Remind people what that is as yeah, well. Yeah, uh, thank you. So it's about uh, body positivity, and and really, it's kind of just defined by what that means to you specifically. Um, so the show does involve stripping, but we we create such a safe environment that. It like people will say like oh you know I I'm, I'm like don't really know how far I'm gonna strip and I've heard that from all of the comics at the first show and every single one of them got down to their panties so <laughs> like you have this just you want to do it this the staff did it they ended up stripping and then I had several audience members who wanted to participate so we are going to allow. Uh, participation. If you feel comfortable enough to take off an article of clothing during the show, you are more than welcome to. It's it's meant to be, you know, just a place where you can be yourself and and be accepted for that, uh, no matter what. Strange question, uh, but have you uh, have you gotten to a place yet while while you're doing this that you forget that you're like mostly naked? Yeah, uh, the mi- like I don't know why, but my brain just like completely. T- the minute I took my shirt off and like. I don't know if I'm allowed to say. T- <laughs> you could call them boobs. Uh, boobs. boobs. Okay, yeah, let's go like, with that version. Uh, but once they were out on stage, it was like, it was such a confidence boost and like an adrenaline rush that, yeah, I did. I forgot that I was completely naked uh, on stage. There you go. I think that means then you're comfortable when you forget like that's happening. Yeah. yeah. And that and it's Good just job. because the crowd was loving it. Sure. And I, I've just, I'm so proud and so grateful, uh, you know, for Jen in the lounge for letting me put this show on. Uh, it's been a dream of mine for a long time. So yeah. And I love that. It's just getting really, really positive feedback yeah. from a lot yeah. of people. And the fact that, you know, you already know it's going to be a running thing and that the fact that it's an ongoing series that also has to feel pretty good as well, because, you know, when you do the first one, you're like, how's it going to go? And then you're like, okay, we can keep doing this on a regular basis. So, yeah, I actually, uh, I, I spent a pretty penny on a nice, nice pole uh, for the stage. <laughs> uh, so it's actually going to reach from the stage to the ceiling this time. We're not going to have to put a platform on All and right. then also some benches. Well, and you're then telling also, jokes like, though, right? Well, or yeah. Or dancing. 
well, you, both. Okay. You gotta, you gotta like incorporate. It just was not safe enough the last time. For, I like it for anybody. This, so it was just kind of there. See, but not happy with just the standard. Taking it up another notch. Have That's to, awesome. Have to go to the next level. And uh, you know, I suppose y- you had some jokes ready in case the pole fell over the first week, and now you don't have to worry about that anymore, right? Well, I mean, I think we've all experienced a pole that doesn't stay up. So. That's the kind of stuff you're gonna yeah. get. Tickets are available at loungeboise.com. Uh, that is happening this weekend, and of course, the the Moon Deck event is happening. And uh, Brad, let's let's check in with you, man. Thank you very much for getting up early and coming in here. Uh, yeah, definitely. Where does the the origin story for you start with with Moon Deck and comedy? Are they intertwined, or have you been doing this for a long time? Oh man, I remember because I, I came from Vegas. That's where I've been doing comedy for about four years, and. Uh, I came across Moondeck when he just happened to stumble into one of the bars we were doing comedy in. <laughs> and ever since then, we just clicked in the back. We were able to drink the most and stay on our feet the entire time. Nice. So, like, we just made eye contact and we're like, let's do this. And then it's like, I don't know. I don't know why our synergy works out, but it does. And we've been... <laughs> We've been around. I remember we had a show one time in Vegas where we needed to do a talk show. We needed a couch. Needed to find a couch. Couldn't find a couch. It's Vegas, so found a free couch on Craigslist somewhere. <laughs> Threw it in the back of his tiny little pickup truck. Took it down to our venue. Unloaded it. Did the show on it. Loaded it back up in the truck. Took it home and slept on it that night. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. It also sounds disgusting, but congratulations. It was. <laughs> it was. Brad, can uh, can a comic uh, recognize another comic in the wild? Uh, like you just have that guy's got to be a comic. I don't know. I hope so. Because <laughs> at the same time, it's like most of the time, comics out in the wild just kind of just keep to themselves. They're on their phone. They just look down, things like that. You know, <laughs> I've never really seen like comics like look at each other like you know like you're in like a, like you're a Freemason or something like that. <laughs> throw up a sign and they're like, "You're in it. You're in it." And it's like <laughs> most of the time, we're just trying to avoid people. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Brad. You uh, you call Vegas home. I, I've I've been. We've all been there a bunch of times and enjoyed it. I, I've often said I feel like it would turn me into an alcoholic gambler addict how is life there for you well, well most of us are struggling with alcohol and gambling issues so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that and now weed's legal everywhere so you know i mean you can't you can't walk into the airport you can't walk into a 7-eleven without weed smoke alcohol gambling machines all that stuff it's just you just gotta you just gotta pick which one you care about the most you know i like getting <laughs> i like getting drunk more than i like losing the flashy lights that so sense. it's like yeah. you know i always spend it on like the little tangible things but we We've all had that little, those hiccups, but luckily I haven't been like some of my friends who have literally taken their entire paycheck at a casino and right. thrown it into a machine Yeah, and then come to me asking for help with rent. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> now I got to put my paycheck in a machine. Hopefully we can double or nothing. Love it. You're going to be on all of the Moondeck shows this weekend. Is that the deal? Beautiful. Yep. Uh, if people want to follow you on social media, where's the best place they can go to find out more about you? Um, I'm on Facebook at Brad Golby and uh, Instagram at Brad underscore Golby. But yeah, those mainly. Beautiful. Check it out. Uh, follow Brad at what he does, and you can catch him this weekend at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, I'll be featuring for Moondeck, who of course is be uh, filming a couple of specials this weekend. Uh, Moondeck, thank you again for coming in. We appreciate you, sir. Uh, you were you were hanging around last week, and now you're here. This is the weekend. Uh, do nerves settle in for you, or is this another day at the park? Oh, no, because, um, like, the worst thing that could possibly happen is that they just, like, don't like anything I have to say, and then they, it's not even really that they don't like what I have to say, it's that they don't like me personally, you know? That's, like, the worst case scenario, <laughs> and I've experienced that. People don't like you? Come on! Sometimes, what? yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, those people are idiots. Yeah, they just yeah. they just want to keep their wallets, and I disagree with them. <laughs> <laughs> yours uh, you're filming this in your backyard this is kind of where you call home mm. do you have a bunch of family friends lined up ready to go for it or what's uh, are people excited around you for this particular event um i don't know i i don't, no, I don't have family in the area i'm not actually from boise i gotcha. grew up in uh grangeville which is much smaller and farther away than here uh <laughs> But, uh, so yeah, so none of my family really lives here. But yeah, I got some some friends that are gonna come down, and you know, maybe I don't know. They could be lying to me. <laughs> they could be texting me and being like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna be there Friday. Look for me in the third row." And then I'm gonna look, and it's gonna be an empty chair. Oh. Like, oh, bamboozled again. 
do you give extra thought because it's going to be big special? It's going to be big tech about your attire. Oh man, I I have not thought about it. I'm actually this is the shirt I wore yesterday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I have I to change you. it because it has a logo on it, and that's about as far as I've gotten. I was thinking about um, I don't know. We could go to like a thrift store or Walmart or something, and just like. I'll try on a bunch of outfits for you. <laughs> like a montage. Yeah, yeah, for some footage. I like it. Some behind-the-scenes stuff. Well, I do like that you're not thinking about like debuting a whole new Moon Deck image for the, the big special <laughs> yeah. this, uh, this weekend. Yeah, that would be really weird if I showed up in like a suit. <laughs> like, this is who I am now. <laughs> nice short hair, cleanly shaved. Moon Deck? I love it, though. Uh, tickets are available. LoungeBoise.com. Moon Deck, uh, you are hilarious. We want people to follow you as well, oh, best place you can do that? Um, I hang out on Vista a lot. <laughs> you know, that's I get cornered around on Overland sometimes. And you want people to follow you there? <laughs> yeah, okay, you know. all right, I like this. Uh, I guess if you follow me on Instagram, it's Moondeck underscore comedy. At Instagram.com? I don't know. How does that work? I don't think <laughs> it's at Instagram. Just open the app. Uh, yeah, open the app. Yeah, you gotta. Okay, get out your cellular device. <laughs> download this new app called Instagram, <laughs> and then find me on there. It's another amazing weekend full of comedy for sure. Jen, what's going on? No, I just want to invite people. Hey, uh, dress up, come out to the show tonight, and uh, be part of the the recorded audience, and um, you know, be part of a, a little part of history. Yeah, we and talked about one, it. one not a, a lot of people might know about, but you'll be. You'll be, you'll be. <laughs> I mean, it's really cool to be part of a special. If you haven't been part of one where they're shooting it either for film or for audio. It's really, really cool to be part of the audience, and there's a certain different type of energy that's part of these shows that really do make a difference. So all the tickets you need for everything happening this weekend, loungeboise.com. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Mondeck. Thank you very much for coming, and thank you, Big J, for being here as well. Oh, appreciate it, man. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for traffic, so we should take one final look inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. CB, what's up? Crews are clearing a crash on Southbound Meridian just past Eustick Road and time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J. Headlines brought to you by the Barter House. Guess what's happening today from 1 to 3? A live broadcast featuring one Jason Drew. You freaking nailed it, bro. Yeah. And it's going on at the grand opening of the Barter House, 1516 West Grove Street in Boise. If you're looking for a brand new place to check out previously owned vintage, antique, and new out-of-the-box treasures, then you found it. And they've got a vault inside there, too, which is a bin shopping experience, which is pretty awesome. Uh, lots of new overstocked goods, as well as some, you know, secondhand stuff with, like, guitars and scooters and bedding and all sorts of cool stuff. So check it out. The gift baskets giveaway uh, beginning today at 11. And then uh, Jason Drew out there broadcasting live from 1 to 3 at the Barter House today, 1516 Grove Street in Boise. Go check them out. Headlines are as follows. Lesson not learned. More metal detector stories. And gator it up. More metal detector stories. These are coming fast and furious, man. It's paying to get a metal detector. A 10-year-old boy found an 800-year-old medieval seal matrix with his metal detector has raked in a small fortune after he sold it for about $6,000. George Henderson was with his dad, Paul, when he stole... You ever met a kid named George? Like a little baby? No. Nobody names their kids George anymore. Hey, George. Hey, George. Uh, he was with his dad, but he stumbled across an ancient oval seal during a charity dig last November. The pair had been scurrying a field in England for just 10 minutes when he uncovered the 13th century copper alloy artifact five inches below the ground. It displays the Virgin Mary and child with a Latin seal that translates into the seal of the covenant of Butley. And so that apparently is worth $6,000 to somebody. So there you go. Metal detectors finding little fortunes. Damn. What's the coolest thing you've ever been around where somebody found with a metal detector? Anything? Nothing. Just a lot of wasted time? Uh, sometimes that I, serenity I've, I've, is nice. I, I, that, I've never been around somebody with a metal detector. I thought you said that you knew somebody that did it. Yeah, we. Yeah, but I wasn't with them. Well, I mean, did they find anything? Expedition. Not yet. They're just That's starting. what I'm guessing. That's what I meant. I mean, did you know anybody that found anything? Lesson not learned or gator it up? Gator it up. A real estate agent in Florida has a new home with some great features, including a very large kitchen, a swimming pool, of course, and a 12-foot alligator living in the master bedroom. The agent was preparing the Fort Myers home to show at an open house when some workers hanging window blinds entered the master bedroom and found the enormous gator just kind of hanging out. 
So you do, that's what you do in Florida. You call gator trappers, and they had their work cut out for them because the giant reptile had squatter's rights and didn't want to go anywhere, dude. After a brief struggle, two trappers were finally able to tie a rope around it and then drag it out of the house. Uh, they could also t tell that the gator had checked out every room in the house and before getting comfortable in the master bedroom. Why? Because there was gator pee and fecal matter everywhere. Ugh. Good luck selling that, man. They're trying, still trying to figure out how the gator got in, by the way, because it's a big gator, you know? It's not like yeah. it's sneaking in through a little crack in the window. Uh, they don't know exactly how it happened, so maybe that's the mystery that they should be working on? How did a 12-foot gator get in the house and make it his home? They'll never know. Wrap it up with lesson not learned. A woman who was scheduled to make a court appearance on Monday in Dublin, California for stealing a car uh, used her skills to get there. She stole another car. 41-year-old Brandy Jones was determined to drive a stolen set of wheels, I guess, because she arrived at the Dublin courthouse, and following her hearing, she was taken back to jail after they discovered that the car she drove up in was also stolen. So, man, I mean, I'm not sure rehabilitation's an option here, but that seems like a really bad plan. Or you're just in F-everything mode, I'm not sure. Probably that, yeah. Because it didn't turn out well for her, and now she's facing more charges and more jail time. So, whoops. Morning After with Nick and Big J. You're up to date on everything. We got your bad impressions. Those are happening next on The X Rocks. J on 100.3 The X. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And we have tickets for you. Big show tomorrow night at Extra Mile Arena. Uh, not one to miss. Shine down. The Pretty Reckless and Diamante. We'll hook you up with some primo tickets here for the show. You just need to figure out bad impressions and then show up here before 4 o'clock to pick those tickets up. Yeah, this is it. This is our last pair of tickets that we have to give Our away everybody's going to be fighting to get those here at the, in the office. 208-287-1003. A reminder how bad impressions works. Big J has three clues. They are directly related to somebody that is pretty famous. Figure out that celebrity in those three clues or less. And you are going to a concert tomorrow night. Hopefully feeling pretty good about yourself. These high society seats you're going to get. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Matt. All right, Matt. You're up first. Good luck. I was one of the most decorated premier soccer players ever and spent my first six seasons with Manchester United. Click. Oh, I need another one. In 1999, I married Posh Spice, and we're still married with four kids. Oh, it's Beckham. David Beckham. There you yeah. go. What was clue three? Uh, I'm the most handsome man in the world, and if your wife looks at me, she's immediately pregnant. And nothing about bending it, but congratulations, Matt. Hang on one second. We'll get you those shine down and the pretty reckless tickets. Uh, <laughs> why is David Beckham in the news? Uh, he is in the news because uh, he uh, his, his home was robbed here recently while him and Victoria were home. Must be a big house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if they even knew, and their 10-year-old daughter was with them. But, oh, my God. Uh, they had no idea anybody was inside the house, and it wasn't until their 17-year-old came home after a night out with friends and noticed their room had been ransacked, uh, and expensive designer and electronic goods were missing, Nick. Is that so, what they took, just stuff in the kids' yeah, room? Yeah, they had uh, already, probably one of the kids' friends, actually. Uh, the thief had got away with, uh, uh, I like to accuse people of things. <laughs> yes, that is clear. Uh, people are, con <laughs> police are conducting an investigation, but it's a good thing nobody was hurt. Uh, very good thing, and very lucky, and uh, whoever their security detail is, because I guarantee you they have one, is probably looking for another job. Uh, as they did not do a very good one in this time around, unless it was, maybe it was a security, maybe it's an inside job, dude. Can we, can we crack this case right now? No, I don't care. Morning after with Nick. You brought it up. Morning after <laughs> with Nick. There wasn't, that, there wasn't much Jay. left, man. That's going to do it for Bad Impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Nick and Big J, a special thank you for another big weekend at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Thank you to Moondeck. He is performing, of course, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, filming both days for the comedy special they are taping live out there. Thank as well to uh, Brad and Jen and Sarah for all stopping by. It's a big weekend. LoungeBoise.com is where you can get those tickets if you want to go check it out. I really do think I'm going to go on Saturday. I've got, uh, I've, I've got nerdy stuff I have to do tonight. But uh, tomorrow stuff. Yeah, it, there's another sneak preview of a new episode of Mystery oh, Science yeah. Theater to the Kickstarter record, so I'm going to be watching that at home tonight. <laughs> but uh, tomorrow, I uh, think I'm going to make it out there for the taping. It should be a whole lot of fun. 
Uh, and of course, we also had a chance to give away those last chance. It's some Shinedown tickets and Pretty Reckless tickets. That show is tomorrow night. You guys should go out there and have a good time there as well. And thank you to Big J for story time. We got to hear about radio beginnings today. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. going to do it for us, Big J, but it does leave you with the floor. You know, ever since being uh, diagnosed with uh, diabetes type 2, Nick, I have had the strangest, weirdest cravings. I, all I crave now is sweets. <laughs> are you Are you serious? I, I'm totally like it's uh, and yesterday I was, you know, going through some shows to watch and I, I, landed, I started watching a, a cake thing, you know, and I, I don't do that often. And right. I'm like, what am I doing this for? It's like, forbidden fruit. And I'm like, God, I want cake so bad. Yeah. Because you know you can't have it. That's why. Well, I can. I shouldn't have right. it. Right. Well, of course. Uh, and so I'm like, God, I just want to dive into a big thing of cake and frosting and Jesus. And Jesus? Did you give in to your cravings? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, you did? I mean, I don't have any cake at home, but... What was plan B? Uh, I had some some ice cream. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, what's the Big J go-to ice cream flavor? Whatever's around. So what was around? Uh, it was like peaches. You don't even know the ice cream you ate? No. I mean, it wasn't very much either. <laughs> what, man? I mean, that's kind of sad. You don't know what ice cream you ate? You don't know the flavor? It was peaches, I just said. Well, you weren't sure, though, I guess is my point. No, I was 100% sure it was peaches. What brand it was is not. Boy, I didn't even know they made peaches ice cream, to be honest. Was it any good? Yeah. Hit the spot? It wasn't, it wasn't cake, though. Uh, so you'll be making cake this weekend. No. Got it. No, I won't. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing. For tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush, stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanicals, your trusted plumbing source. It's online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. You guys have a good one. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rock. We thought... The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.